The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. All right, everybody, welcome to the Media Mash. We are coming to you from the star in Frisco, the headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to face the Green Bay Packers. We've got the podcaster himself. He is Jean-Jacques Taylor. Check out Jacques Taylor. We've got the Emmy Award winner, Kyle Yeomans, also the villain, future voice of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> wow, wow, don't do that. Don't, don't hey, do I said future, future, yeah, I mean, future, yeah. man. You may, you might be a grandfather when it happened, but, you know, <laughs> future. Yeah, yeah. I've got future. three on the way, so, yeah, it's a pretty good shot. Yeah, yeah coach, Coaching waiting. Why not? He can be the Will Muschamp. They, they don't always work out. Doesn't you always work out. Right. That, you don't want that title. He is, I am where my feet are planted. He is, he is, he is the longest tenured beat writer. He is Clarence Hill. Hook him, baby. Hope your coach stays. He's I am Newey Scruggs. <laughs> you don't want to live in Tuscaloosa. You live in Austin. You lived in Austin. You know Tuscaloosa. Soriel don't want to live in. L'Oreal don't want to live in Tuscaloosa. And she's what matters most. <laughs> Amen. And the money's the same. Amen. Money I, might be more in Austin. It definitely. And the, the perks are more in Austin. Yeah, that's true. Hey, we'll see. Sports is fluid. It is. Somebody once told me, okay? It's a day-to-day business. Sports is fluid. Dan Lanning is going to stay at Oregon. He, he came out today and said that here. Um, all right, Clarence, you left the locker room. Interesting. I didn't get to hear Micah, so I want to know, did Micah have a certain feeling about not being named first team to the NFL PA's uh, all-pro team? One day later, he was like, I don't care about that because the players don't count. Players, they, they, they didn't – he said that the players didn't give any thought to the award. They just they just put OGs in there, and they, they didn't give any thought to who should win the award. So mm-hmm. it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother him. Like players, Tyler Smith? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the, what, what like the man – Aubrey? I'm just telling you what the man said. No, no, no thought to the award. So, he, he, you know, it is what it is. But he's ready for the game. He's ready to stop his buddy Aaron Jones. He ain't worried about that, that – Fake award that he win for the second straight year. Okay, players don't count. Media vote counts, right? Exactly. When 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 you win, the media make you win. You that, that's what counts. Yeah, you know, I did I did spy a couple weeks ago. They were doing the uh, NFL's top 100 list, and yeah. the NFL sent some people around to gather the names. And the first three names on one person's ballot, one one starter for the Cowboys was Dak, uh, Micah. And Tank Lawrence were the top three players in the NFL. So I'm just saying. Top three players in the NFL? That was the top three players in the NFL in this starter's opinion. Okay. okay. So that's what I'm saying when, he, when Michael says the players vote don't count. In his mind, he thinks about that dude ballot. Well, can, listen, can, can, listen, I keep telling people all the time, you know, because there, there's this conversation among players that the media don't know he takes the players. Have you ever played the game? Yeah, but the players don't do no the same thing. They get the stat sheet, look at the, look, okay, who's, first of all, they do their bias for their own teammates. <laughs> they go to the stat sheet and say, okay, who's leading the sex? Okay, who's leading the yards? I mean, they do the same thing. So, Why? Because they don't watch the game. They don't. No, not like that. No, and they talk about it. I mean, Tank, we, we talked last week, you know, we, we talked to Tank after the game, um, Last week, and he said he didn't watch the Eagles lost to Arizona. He was asleep. You know, I don't, you know his, his his brother, you know, woke him up and told him, y'all have a chance to win the division. They don't. He's not watching well, football. Listen like to that. the players outside of the NFL stars. Hey, what do you think about this team? Oh, uh, fifty-two is good. 
And uh, 47 is good against the run. Da, da. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, a lot of times the only interaction they have with specific players are the numbers that they see on film. Definitely. Like you're, watching, you're watching Green Bay this week, and you're like, man, that number seven at the second level, he can play. It's like, oh, Quay Walker, like whatever his name is. Yeah, he's number seven. He plays good defense. Like yeah. That's what they look at is the film that they're going to play this week and the film that they've got from the past week. Yeah. And that's ultimately yeah. what they go by. Well, other two things out of the locker room today, just you know, before we move on, um, Tyler Smith talked. He said his his foot is much better. Mm-hmm. He said actually the he started feeling something was wrong with his foot well before the Detroit game when he tore it. But he just thought it was sore. He know what it was, and he finally tore it. But he feels a lot better uh, now. Uh, he pl- hopes to play, plans to play. You know he's been limited in practice, but you know he's feeling a lot better than he was last week. And I saw Stephon Gilmore who actually practiced today uh, with that. Harness, you know, because he, he he says he's playing. He told us he's playing. He said he's playing. Practice with the harness. I said, you, you know, you touch anybody. I said, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait till Sunday. I'm not going <laughs> not going to do anything like that, you know, because yeah, it's a painful injury. But he he plans on playing. And, and you know, Mike McCarthy talked about, you know, yeah, he's doing the right thing, trying to get out there, move around in that thing. But you know, but that's also why I said the most important thing. I mean, we, we he got his legs, so he'll be able to cover it when they run that toss that way. Right. Can and you come up and stop and running? And, 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 and he's a good run stop. He's a good tackling cornerback. So yeah, you need that. Or uh, anticipate both guys taking shots. Numbers it's the paint. playoffs, baby. <laughs> they gonna do what they gonna do. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I think that goes without saying that you yeah. you gonna do that. That that's that's part of the game. Okay. They would have done that if it was week 14, probably. Week three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do it in college. Yeah. yeah. It's just, just, Before uh, NIL. By the way, last thing on Before. that on that NF, NFL uh, PA list, first team, T.J. Watt didn't make it. Right. 19 sacks. Right. Uh, T.J. Watt didn't make it. So, mm. and look, not, nothing against uh, Max, Crosby. Max Crosby or or Arlington's own Miles Garrett. Man, there's, a, there's, a, there's so many good edges now. If When you're talking about the top three or four guys, it's however you want to put them in a hat, really. So, just 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 that. And I, I, or it was Ryan Clark or I think it was Ryan Clark who, who was like, what, what are we watching? And we, we knew it will happen there. So, um, so, Mike is not alone. Mike is not alone. But congratulations to those Cowboys who did make it. And Tyler Smith made it. Zach Martin made it. Uh, C.D. Lamb made it. Uh, Brandon Aubrey made it. So congratulations. Tyler Smith making it to me is really impressive because his name is still not out there as, you know, one of the top players in the league, even though we see him pancaking people regularly all the time. He didn't even make a Pro Bowl. I mean, he wasn't even in the Pro Bowl voting. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I've said all he's been the team's best offensive line. Oh, no, he's he's – According to PFF and everything else, he's he's been the team's best guard, which is a dirty little secret because Zach Martin is a Hall, Hall of Famer. But he's been better than Zach this year. And he's been the team's best, most consistent offensive lineman, save for the few holding calls he gets every now and then. That's, you know, probably had in college. But he's mm-hmm. down and down out. He's the team's best offensive lineman. Uh, and another another cowboy that they drafted. Right. You know, what Will McClay has done is pretty impressive, and we, we know his name. That was a great pick. His name is uh, – he got pancaked. I mean, that thing got pancaked by so many people. Hey, I was one of them. Tulsa. And <laughs> got, he led, led, led college football in holding. Yeah, yeah he, it, it got lit up. But clearly they knew what they were doing, and that's why people are, are want Will McClay to get out there and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, talk. Uh, talk talk to them about their job openings here, and we'll see. I mean, I think anticipate one day Will McClay is you know going to get up and get out the door. I remember for years we thought Scott Pioli would always stay, and next thing you know he ends up in Kansas City. I thought yep. really Kansas yeah. City, and and so he he went out there. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. 
We'll see. Um, any reaction to Dan Quinn? And Seattle hasn't asked to talk to him yet, but the fact that Bill Belichick's, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Pete Carroll's name is out there, he, he, he's gone, uh, and Dan Quinn could replace him there. Now we know Bill Belichick is leaving New England. I've got to imagine that they'll put in uh, to, to, to talk to Dan Quinn. I mean, just, just it makes sense. Um, so just, just uh, your thoughts. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, you know, I asked Tank about it. He said, I, I want to talk about it. You know, he he, he shut down the whole conversation, yeah. you know. Uh, but Michael, when we talked to him, he acknowledged this could be his last time with Dan Quinn. He talked about, you know, he, how he appreciated what Dan has done for his career and how they, you know, talk uh. and just talk about more than just football and everything else. But if you look at the list, you know, you know the Commanders, Chargers, um, Titans, t- Titans, uh, have all Chargers. Panthers, yeah, Panthers, you know, have all made contact. You, we all knew it as soon as Pete Carroll stepped down or got pushed out that Dan Quinn was the obvious choice there. And you, you know, you brought up New England could be an opportunity there, but I think they got guys, you know, that, that, that are on their mind. But you know, he's always waiting for the perfect opportunity to leave. He just wasn't going to leave for any job. And you know, as a, as a favorite son, the, the architect of the Legion of Boom, you know, it, it seems like it's the perfect marriage. Now, my conspiracy theory is. Seattle saw all those teams looking at Quinn and was like, "We don't want to lose him. It's now let's, or never." Yeah, let's let's go on and tell Pete, "Hey, man, if, if you know, we're gonna make this move now. Nothing personal." Well, you talk about the last two off seasons. He's been up at the top of the list, if not the top of the list, in terms of head coaching candidates, and he wasn't gonna leave for any one-off position, but you could say there's possibly three organizations right now that are open that would be willing to to talk to Dan Quinn and that Dan Quinn would be willing to talk to them, and that's the Patriots just because of the history of the organization, what Bill Belichick was able to achieve up there and some of the resources that they have in Foxborough. Then you've got the Chargers just because of the fact that you have a quarterback that you can build around. Justin right. Herbert is the future of that franchise. And you can build around them, but, I mean, nothing fits better than – going back to Seattle where he right. had success as a coordinator, had success with Pete Carroll, who's going to be in an advisory role, and they have pieces on a very talented defense. They had more pro bowlers on defense than Dallas did. I mean, they've got young pieces, especially in the secondary, that they can build around. You talk about Diggs and Reek Wolin, Devin Witherspoon, who was a first-round pick this past year. They've invested a lot defensively, and, and a lot of it fits the mold that Dan Quinn would want to run that defense by. Now, Belichick in New England, it seems to me like Mike Vrabel is a spot for there. You know, understands the culture, understands craft, played there for a long time. If you want to keep that same type of New England atmosphere going, if you're craft, he seems like a a good fit. I I hear, you know, a lot of great things about Gerard Mayo. Mm -hmm. He's on the staff. My only concern with him is, this is me personally, I can't stand turning over young Quarterback, because they're going to take one in the first round yep. with a, with a first-time defensive-minded head coach. <laughs> That's just me. Um, because the offense and the def- and the quarterback is such a big deal. If I got a young quarterback who's taken at the top of the draft, I'd rather give him to an offensive guy where I know he's getting literally everything he needs to thrive. Glad Houston didn't listen to you. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, I said that's what I like to do, right? But you know, obviously, make sure you you hire the right guy. And right. And, and and Brian Flores is also a candidate there too. You know, former uh, Patriots coach. I keep yeah. him away from so, my quarterback. So here, he, now this is this is my just me. This is my feeling, and I've said this kind of before. I don't have an issue 
with hiring a defensive guy, the question becomes, as you're talking to any coach, who's your staff? Mm-hmm. Who are you bringing with you? Because so, if you bring a, uh, an incredible offensive coordinator and you're a defensive head coach, that could even bode better for you. Yeah. Forward. So D'Amico brought Slowick, who yeah. was down there in San Francisco. They knew each other. And, and, and you guys have been beat writers, so you know. These, these, when these guys get these jobs. They already they, know who's coming. Right. They always mm-hmm. tell hey, man, if I, if I go, you, 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 you good? You right. good? So right. that to me, that's the whole thing is, is who do you get to, to, run, to run it? Because – Carolina decided to try what you said, and look what that did. It blew up. Yeah. And then you had the owner who was, well, we need an all-star staff, so we're going to get this guy. Carolina is his own thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, but, they uh, again, my, my thing is I'm, I'm with most guys. Hire the best leader. I mean, leader yeah, well, I'm, I'm not into the hot coordinator. Hire, hire the best leader. Hire the best football coach and, 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 and make sure he hires a good staff and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and let the chips fall where they may because he, you, you can get pigeonholed into – this guy's offensive guy, you know, whatever, and he he's with my quarterback, and and it don't work out. It don't always work out. We what we saw here when uh, you, you were young, you were around <laughs> back in the day, but when when Parcells came here, sure, um, he brought in Sean Payton mm-hmm. and and Maurice Carthon, and, and, and you know Carthon played for him, and he he had not worked with Sean Payton at all, and at that time, most people thought re- remembrances of Sean was they basically demoted him yeah. as a Giants offensive coordinator, and Fossil took over the play call, and they went right. to the Super Bowl, um, and so he rebuilt it and. And now, you know, Sean is, is turned into a guy with a you know Hall of Fame type coaching resume. So, it, but Parcells, as you talked about, leader of men, went out and found a guy who who he thought he could work with, and and they they did an excellent job uh, running that football team. So to me, that's the whole thing. Is is if you want to get a defensive guy, if you, you, know, you bring in Dan, like Dan Quinn, when was Dan Quinn's best success? When he got Kyle Shanahan to leave Johnny Manziel, the Cleveland Browns, and come down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Find, go find people. Find a staff, and, and not just a quarterback, a, a play caller, but you know, find a staff of guys. Um, I don't know what Dan Campbell's uh, association was with, with Ben Johnson, but he didn't because he because his he was his first offensive coordinator. That's that, right. That wasn't his first time. Right, right. yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was a Lynn. No, yeah, it was Anthony. Yeah, Lynn. Was yeah, yeah. So Lynn. you know, he, he. So he made a mistake. He correct mistake and, and and kept it going. But but what? And I th- I'm glad you brought up, um, you guy in Detroit because he's a leader of men mm-hmm. and he knows how to motivate a football team and he lets those guys. I mean, he's not an offensive guy. He's a defense guy. He's a he's a football coach and he let his guys coach and, and certainly he bites off kneecaps. He motivates. He gets you know he makes the thing right. He sets the pulse of the team. Yeah, and that's, and that's what you need. You know that that's most important. If if, if that guy can be your play caller, you know like Mike McCarthy is doing here, great. But it don't have to be. It don't have to be the same guy. Because John Harbaugh ain't doing that. No, no. no. We, we, and, and, and Jim Harbaugh ain't doing it. We're not, and I think he's an excellent coach. We've seen three coaches. We saw three coaches basically, uh, you know, yesterday. All all three were defensive guys. Mm-hmm. And and all three are are Hall of Famers and, and it, what they've done. And all three won big. And, and, you know, they had offensive players who did some stuff here. So, um, who won awards at the highest level, but they were all defensive guys. And for this franchise, the two most successful coaches they've ever had were defensive guys, yeah. Tom Landry and Jimmy Johnson. So You know, the funny thing about it, because I just read something uh, the other day, Tom Landry's a defensive guy. And an offensive guy. But he was also <laughs> the offensive coordinator. And I mean, there's no other – he's the offensive coordinator and defense coordinator. 
probably could have been a special teams coach. But he, <laughs> Maybe he was a special teams know, coach. But he no, was offensive coordinator yeah. and defensive coordinator in Dallas. Everything. I mean, like, Kate, I mean that's crazy. And he invented his own defense. Yeah, we're going to run the flex. <laughs> you know, nobody else could, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, that's crazy. He called the plays. You know, he did all of that. Uh, that's how the greatness of Tom Landry. The Landry shift. You got the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all of that. That's, that's he is. And then you have him and Lombardi on the same staff. <laughs> you know, in New York. It's crazy. You, do you remember who the head coach was that won the championship? Did those two? Uh, is it what's his face? It's like three names: Jim Bob, or Jim oh, Lee, no. Hook, something like that. No. I mean, I that, just, ain't, that I ain't what remember. I had in my head. <laughs> yeah. that, that that was before night six nineteen sales in the fifties. We don't know. Yeah, since, yeah, since it is Cowboys it, and Packers, though, going back to Super Bowls one and two that were both won by Green Bay. Yeah, it is. If, if Andy Don into retirement. Yep. Yeah, if if Tom Landry, the Cowboys beat them in the NFC Championship games those years, is the Super Bowl trophy now the the Landry Trophy of instead that was of the, the Vince NFL, Lombardi Trophy? It was the, that was the NFL Championship, sir. That was the first and second Super Bowls. So. Oh, you're right because it was, it was not technically the merger yet. Yeah, it was yeah. The yeah. NFL, NFL, NFL Championship. championship. It was yeah. the NFL Championship. So, yeah. so not even in NFC. Right, right. Yeah. That was that that came but yes, that came after. But it would trophy. be the Landry Trophy now, right? It, right. It, it it could well be. It could well be. But but his his his. Uh, yes, you are you are correct, sir. The, your former Texas Longhorn, <laughs> off defensive back, All American, did everything. Did. Remember the time Drew Pearson told me from Mission Texas. Mission Texas. He told me that. Coach Landry had them come up with the game plan because Drew was a was, was assistant coach for a minute, and. Um, He's like, yeah, guys, mm, nah, and he's like, gonna do this, 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 this. And, and so he he just came, basically gave the game plan, and then Drew said he walked out, and we all looked at each other like, damn, why did we think of that? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just, but but he's an engineer by trade. Yeah. I mean, he just yeah. he he's, he's got a phenomenal he's, genius, man. He's a beautiful mind. Tom Landry was 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 a beautiful mind here. So good stuff. Uh, let's get our first break in here in a good way. Let's get our first break in here with Clarence Hill, <laughs> Kyle Yeomans, Jack Taylor. Not doing this with you today. Louis Scruggs, the Media Mash from DallasCowboys.com. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change, a proud partner of the Cowboys, is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys. VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends 
are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back, back to back, Media back. Mash. <laughs> Media Mash. Right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. All right. Uh, podcast out. Now, who's on the podcast, Jock Talk? Who you got? Got Clancy Hill tomorrow. Okay. Okay. All right. Kyle Yeomans. Uh, yeah. Broadcast, you going to be outside on us? Yeah. Uh, no, Sunday? we are not outside. We are <laughs> inside. Thank <laughs> goodness. Thank goodness. Thought about get. it. Yeah. There was, a, there was a talk of like, hey, we could just do it outside, be with the fans. And then we looked at the... Temperature. Temperature. And it's going to be like 37. Exactly. Like, yeah, we're so, going to go so, so, so good for you. I was about to say, brother. We'll be good to go. Yeah, I would yeah. not go We'll outside. be uh, field side. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Clay Hill, Ella B's tonight over in Arlington, right down the road from, uh, you, can, you can you can throw a rock and hit AT&T Stadium. We've got a strong arm. Uh, we got Cowboys and Chill tonight at Ella B's in Arlington from 6.30 to 11. Kevin Smith will be there about 7 o'clock. I got Eight former teammates and some more former Aggies who have confirmed to come and support Kevin Smith. Ooh. You want to see some former Cowboys? Uh, talk to Kevin Smith about getting inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Right. The three-time Super Bowl champion, mm. Kevin Smith. All right. Aggie, you got some yell leaders out there to help? Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> They're on the there way. Go. There you go. They're driving up from College Station. Yeah, Rick, there Rick you Perry go. Some people there you Aggie go. Yell leaders. There you go. Okay. There you go. I, I'm just glad to see a Longhorn bringing in some Aggies, man. I'm happy about that. There you go. Uh, Cowboys Packers are actually showing the game from two years ago right now on NFL Network. This is going to be Mike McCarthy's first playoff game against his old team when he played that game two when they played the game two years ago it was his first trip back up to Lambeau Field Cowboys a 14 point lead lost in overtime I thought that was the start of the end of Kellamore era Kyle what are you expecting to see from this Mike McCarthy team on Sunday at home uh an emphasis in running the football against Green Bay initially not maybe not through the entire game we'll see what ends up happening but Green Bay ranks ninth in the NFL in terms of passing yards allowed per game they've done a pretty good job of slowing things down are they great on the secondary not necessarily uh what what they really struggle at is stopping the run they're 28th in the NFL in terms of rushing yards allowed they've had four games this year where they've given up at least 200 yards on the ground I think Tony Pollard has an opportunity here, and it's a lot of it is is gap assignment. A lot of it is is winning your battles up front. If that offensive line from the Cowboys is healthy, like they seemingly are with Tyler Smith and Zach Martin being back, I think they're going to try and run it effectively, control the clock, get up early, put together a lead, and get into halftime with a multi-score lead, and then you can kind of let your defense do the rest. From I there. see that's interesting because that ain't what they do best. Yeah. So, so I'm like I don't. It works, but I'm like, sure. why you want to do what you don't do best, no matter what they do? And that's kind of why I say it's only early. I don't think they go through all four quarters running the football and forcing Tony Pollard and making him do everything. 
I think what it ends up being is you're going to try and establish the ground game early and then work off of that. It establishes your play action, allows you to attack a secondary. Jair Alexander, a little banged up today, said he tweaked yeah, an ankle in it. a walkthrough, which was really interesting. Crazy, man. Uh, yeah, just we'll like a that with freak Ty- accident. We'll see that with Tyron Smith, every other. That's fair. Month. Yeah, freak is not <laughs> that a freak thing practicing. out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Alexander gonna be a captain or something. Yeah, he'll make himself a captain. He'll I be like that dude. He'll be did ready see, to go. Did you see him crash at an interview this week? Yeah, popped up behind a reporter. <laughs> He's Packers. loving life, man. I love how the reporter, I mean, I, we talked about it on our show today, but as a reporter, you don't know who's behind you whenever you're doing a live shot. A lot of times you don't have a monitor there. So you don't get a good look at who it is, but the reporter turned around and looked at him and was like, and we've got a Packers fan that's ready to roll. Like, great. And it's like Jair Alexander, like the best corner they've had in a while. So, yeah, it's. It, I think it's an early emphasis to get the ground game established. I don't think it's going to be their game plan, but that's something that I, I, I foresee Dallas doing in the early going. I got you. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. Uh, Jay Alexander being injured. Who gonna cover CD again? Nobody. It don't matter whether he was there or not. Jair only covered him for twelve snaps in that yeah. game last year. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot anyway. So they do what they call it a vision defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a lot of zone. That's giving the Cowboys trouble this year. You know, one insight. You know, we've been talking a lot about Dak and play call purpose and understanding the offense. And I think that um, Dak is more confident. And you watch him, he, you can see it on the field more confident in his play, in the plays, in his teammates than ever was. And, you know, we talked to him after off the record yesterday, you know, and he said, I love Kellen Moore. I love Kellen Moore. But the things we're doing under Mike McCarthy, understanding off is not just me, but they're actually, the receivers are seeing tape of what Dak sees, Okay. And something they didn't know before. They're talking about everybody understands what the concept was. And, like, I, you know, it, it, and that's made a huge difference. That's why the interceptions are down. And you saw going back to the Green Bay game, a lot of these, these changes started to take hold or, or started to be needed. Started that Green Bay game last year. We, we've talked often about those interceptions. The one the CD over the middle with the CD yeah. cut underneath and the shit went over top or whatever. He against said the that, Bears? He, yeah, but I'm talking about the one against the Packers. Oh, the Packers in week yeah, 10. Yeah, 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 the one in the Packers. He had to, you know, he had the one in the back of the end zone. Yep. When he and, and uh, uh, Schultz were in the same spot and the mm-hmm. one over the middle. That wouldn't happen this year. That hasn't happened this year because CD understands where to go. You know, he didn't understand where to go. And, like, you know, we a lot of those interceptions would kick Dak's ass over. I don't know. I'm sorry. Kicked his butt over. Even going back to the, he, he brought up the, and, and it's interesting that Dak remembers every interception he's thrown, every interception he's thrown, and the coverage. And he was breaking down the coverage, all his interceptions. He says, you know, last year and even in the 49ers game, you know, he was taught, you know, to throw do one thing. Okay, this year he's taught to do something else. So those same interceptions wasn't happen because of how he, he's taught how he's taught to read the coverage different than he was before. And he credits Mike McCarthy, but that also has a lot to do with why he plays. He's you watch him. He's so comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. So comfortable throwing the ball and being and and not being greedy, but being aggressive. You know, because he's confident. So so just talking about that, I'm just kind of interested in more uh, uh more about this. Is it you know because you got McCarthy, mm-hmm. then you've got Schottenheimer in there, right. and then you got Tolzien, you know where is all of this from all three? Is it mainly Mike? I mean, how, are, how, do, I mean, they get you know, how, how do they work all that? Well, I, you know, this is Mike's stuff. I mean, you know, you know, it's funny because, you know, we talked, I mean, 
when they made the, the change last year, everybody like, how dare you know Mike's a relic and Kellen Moore just guru and how you know how can they be better on the mic? Mike been you know offensive guru. He was you know offensive coordinator the year way back and you know when he with the, he started with the uh, Saints. You know he's you know coach quarterback. He knows the game. It's about his experience. That's what Dak talked about. This is Mike's system. You know and. Those other guys, Tozin and and Shadow are, are extensions of him, but he's they're 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 coaching what he's taught, what he teaches, his philosophies, and he talks about everybody runs the same plays, but how you teaching it, you know, how you teaching it. We you know it's, it, there's not any secrets in this league, and these are the same plays. A lot of these plays are the same as they ran, you know, under Kellen Moore. They call it Texas Coast Office because they had some wrinkles, but they're just teaching it differently. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's. Um you know, because I was really intrigued about this at the start of the season. When you talk about, well, what do you mean everybody knows what they're supposed to do? Like, if you really understand that your purpose on this route is to run the clear out so that he can come up underneath you, if you really understand that that's your job, you run the route differently than if you go, ball ain't coming to me, and you just kind of half lollygag it. Because now you understand, oh, now I might get the ball, probably not, but if I really do this route, it's going to help the dude underneath get the ball. We keep the offense moving. Then it'll be my time. And everybody's doing it like that. Um, and you have a greater understanding of what your purpose is, just like in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and each and, and, and just piggybacking on it, they all have time clocks, you know. And, yes, you, it's a clear out, but you understand your progressions, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be open at this time because, yeah. like, you know, we always it, they talk about things tied to the feet. So I'm supposed to be open at this time. So this is the first progression. When that goes back, ta-da-ta-ta, if that's not open – then, then it's now, boom, okay? So if you're on your same time clock with your progressions, then it goes to you. But that's all un- more understood in this offense, in this scheme, and how they're teaching it than it was before. And that's not a knock on Kellen Moore no, and what he did. But, then, but, but Mike McCarthy just understands the total game. He's just not an offensive guy. Well, and it's, it's different teaching, like you were talking yeah. about. Every, everything has some sort of relation to it. Anywhere you go in the NFL – the passing game is predicated on timing. Yeah. Right. It's 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 connections, it's timing, it's throwing guys open in the NFL because, I mean, it, unless you're just one of the best of the best, and CD's up there in that category, but you're not getting a ton of separation. Right. It's all about timing, and it's all about that connection between quarterback and wide receiver. It's the way you teach that timing. It's the way that you allow for that timing to evolve with, with different roles throughout an offense. And I think there's a better understanding across the board from Mike McCarthy this year than there ever was with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. And maybe that's just because it clicks with Dak and who he is as a quarterback, who he is as a leader on that offense. Maybe it clicks better with the offensive line and the situation that they have up front, but it's just a better understanding across the board. It's been taught better. It's it's been taught better. It's it's a better way of teaching it. So let me throw this out here. So we're talking about Dak Prescott and and how well he's played. I think we all agree around the table he's going to finish top three, if not top five, in the MVP voting. Um, The receiving core is better than what they had last year going Mm -hmm. into the playoffs at this time. What is your expectation? for Dak in this um, in, in this postseason? To play well. To play like he's been playing. To not to whether they win or whether they let me put it like this. To whether they if they lose for you not to go well Dak, he sucked today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody said that after the what was it? Uh, you know I think the last couple losses it was well he put him in position to win. I mean he, he didn't play well against uh, Buffalo. Or San Fran. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those but are kind I'm of the only two. talking about San Fran, but, you know, yeah. I think the expectation is he will play well and he will not be the reason if they lose that people are sitting around in the offseason going, ah, I can't believe that was Dak. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Dak and he said, this is who we are. You know, this, this is not, I'm not in the zone. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not just having a hot hand. This is he and CD. This is who they are right now, and he has confidence. In, and I, I believe that's who they are. I was talking with J. Ron Curse on Monday, and he was talking about why will this year be different? Why do they have more confidence that they're going to break through this year? And he talked about the defense, but he also said Dak and CD. Mm-hmm. The way Dak and CD are playing, that gives the whole team confidence. And, and that starts with Dak. The way he's playing, they get the whole team confidence that they're ready to break through. It's it's a different element that they haven't had in the past because they've had some some guys on offense. Think about back twenty sixteen. They've had them, but, uh, but they've had just different elements because in twenty sixteen you had the emergence of Dak and Zeke, right? Like that that provided confidence for your offense for your team as a whole, and it propelled them into the postseason. They just weren't good enough as a whole to to get that final play and make it happen. In in twenty. 21, you find you had the rookie Micah Parsons. All of a sudden, Micah Parsons, Dan Quinn, they're revamping what was the worst defense in the NFL in 2020. That was where your confidence was. Just weren't good enough to get it over the top. And then you you add other pieces along the way. This year, it's the emergence of Deron Bland. You have the automatic kicker in Brandon Aubrey. You have the connection between Dak and CD. It's a number of elements that you hope is good enough to get it over the top. So they've had instances where you've had confidence like that but you just feel like just this like, is different. Uh, I like their offense because I feel like they know I mean it's been a complaint of mine forever with the Cowboys in general which is it's too much of we take what the defense gives us and yeah. not enough of we take what we want. Take it. Yeah, I'm saying cuz all the time we like how can I mean we've had this conversation over the years. How can the Rams get the ball to Cooper Cup every time they want to? Mm-hmm. How can the Rams, how can this team get the ball to this dude whenever they want? He, they all double covered. Why is why are these teams able Justin to get Jefferson the, seven yeah. games, he's got 1000 yards. Yeah. yeah. So now we say that about the Cowboys. You can do what you want to. CD getting the ball. Mm-hmm. Why? They move around. They got. They figured out how to video game him. And then just when you think everything's going to CD, then they bust you with Brandon Cooks or they bust you with yeah. Jake Ferguson. And that's how an offense should look. And that's, you know, to me, that's why they have a, a really good opportunity to make a run because they know who they are. They have an identity. They understand what they're supposed to do on offense, where it comes from. And you can build off of that. What are we this Tweet X or whatever we want to call it. Uh, we still call it tweets, man. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tweet. From Pro Football Talk. Oh boy. For Bill Belichick. Oh my God. Why you go? Why you in a good conversation with Bill? With, with Don't get too caught up in linking him to the non-playoff teams. There are 14 teams left. 13 of them will eventually lose. One of them, like as we've been saying for weeks, the Cowboys might decide Belichick is what they need to get over the hump. Anything might happen, though. Mike McCarthy has his... Mike McCarthy can end any speculation Yeah, with two wins, in my opinion. Would you say that's sure. fair? All right, no, there's no question about yeah. that. Two wins definitely ends all speculation. But without the two wins, how seriously do you take into what we hear from pro football talk? <laughs> you, you and your man Gary Myers had some fun exchanges on Twitter, and he he mentioned Belichick to the Cowboys. You know, first of all, I've, all, I've my point to him was that if there was a dream scenario for the Cowboys, so this is before Pete Carroll mm-hmm. quit, it would be Dan Quinn. He was the leader in the clubhouse. That's that's the only thing I was trying to make sure. It's not. I I think you know Jerry's made no certain made it, you know that 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 Dan Quinn has been the apple of his eye, and certainly he did a lot to keep him here the last couple of years. 
you know, and we talked about that in training camp, sure. you know, how much you pay him to keep him, you know, and, 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 and Jerry talked about that. And, 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 and there's no question that Jack can't, Quinn is going to leave one day. And it's both like going to be this year, you know, with, with all the jobs that are there. So, um, this whole Belichick thing is, is you know. What if he was a defense coordinator? I mean, I, I bring, I bring if, that. If, if I, we know he's going to run. The, we know he does a great job with defense. The question is, what's he going to do with the offense? And who are you going to bring? I mean, no, I mean his choices I mean, in offense. Crazy. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, for McCarthy, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, Belichick ain't won without Brady, man. I'm just yeah. like, you know, it ain't, it ain't the same. I mean, Brady's, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, um. When we say that, we act like Belichick didn't have nothing to do with holding the Rams to 17 points. Um, I think they were the greatest. They were, you know, they were. It was a symbiotic relationship. They were good for each other. But um, his problem is personnel. He's an awful GM. He mm-hmm. the one bringing in all the talent and signing off on people and let's get rid of everybody. Because he's also an awful chooser of offensive coaches. That too, and the fact that you would put Matt Patricia and that other knucklehead who was a special teams coach, Joe, Joe Judge, Judge, in charge, charge of a off. rookie quarterback Joe is insanity. Oh, but that's that. a fireball defense. But, he, but he's got a guy he can bring. He's got a guy. Who, McDaniels? Yeah, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Who ain't done nothing outside of New England? I mean, is Josh McDaniels the reason Tom Brady was a good coach? I'm quarterback? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When, 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 he, when he's gone elsewhere, he ain't done nothing. I'm, I'm just, just saying. He's done less than nothing. <laughs> you, know? you mentioned an offensive <laughs> coordinator. So I'm just telling you, he's got a guy. Kyle Thompson. Anyway, I, 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 we, we should not give that any credence. Yeah, right. I just don't give it a time of day, honestly. I don't think Bill Belichick wants a situation like this. And, and, he and wants that, control. He yeah. wants to be the GM. He wants to build his own team. Whether he's good at it or not, that's true what that, he wants. And, 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 and this is not a spot for him. And we know what. What, what Florio and them doing? He, I mean, he, that's he threw the Cowboys name in the tweet. It's content creation, and, and certainly he's not the only one. Gary no. Miles and you know, and, 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 and all, say all of something them. might could happen. Yeah, of course, uh, anything could happen, but that's not the plan. And I no could one take over as head coach. You, you never know. No, that's not going to happen. Of course, hey, you, you going, stop it. I'm we, 27. 27. I can do we, what we, I want. We already know where your future is. We already got your spot. We got your spot. But um, I mean, first, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we ain't talking about Bill. And we ain't talking about Mike. I, was, I, I stood up for you. I did too. I, I did too. No, I did Don't. Don't. He's got all the time he wants. Trust me. I've, you got, three, I've got three you kids just, to take care you of. Just, you could. Good. Him do my cat Williams. Stop. That's a good place to end the show. Thank you, John. Kyle Yeomans, Clarence Hill, Louis Scruggs. Goodbye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!